Welcome back to the Broadway block. We got hockey going on finally. What'd you think about that preseason game? At long last, man, it's finally here. And it's, you know, obviously you can't put too much stock into the the events, you know, and how they unfold, but it feels good. It feels like we're about to get started. Obviously, we take a fat L, um, not ideal to start, but there's so many dumb things going on. People are like, we're right back where we started. It's like, you know, you know, the sky's falling after after a loss. And what did you think about the game? It was a bad day for me altogether yesterday. I had to watch the Jets in the rain, bad performance. And then, you know, luckily that rain delayed the Rangers game a little bit. So I was able to start a little later. So I was almost over my tears from the Jets game. And then watching that, you know, obviously it's preseason. Everybody's getting the jitters out. A lot of prospects out there, not big stars. But it seemed like the Bruins prospects looked a little bit better than us. You know, obviously they got a great performance out of Brandon Bussey given like a shutout and you know that, that crazy glove save on Brzezinski was just people are already like goal of the save of the year but like Brzezinski hit it like towards the middle of the net and had like the whole open left side like but that's another story and the goal that DeBrusque had like um it was against Harper and Harper was putting like a weak ass performance out there trying to poke check and everything so I wasn't too impressed, obviously, like hoping everything turns out OK. But, you know, Heedle had a pretty good performance, six shots on goal. Laugh had a couple shots here and there and not really standing out. But I, I really think this year is going to be a Heedle breakout year, Steve. Yeah. And we saw the two of them kind of combined for that play that you spoke of where um, Buzzy had the great, great save. And, you know, it, I agree with you. I think this year for Heedle is going to be a massive year like i just have this weird sense that given the right ice time Heedle's a guy that can really especially if he takes over that second line role like we think you know because we've now now we're privileged enough to kind of see some of the line combinations that are coming out of some of their practice sessions and you know you see like Heedle, kako panera and you're like oh man like that'd be that'd be pretty cool with that's with lap getting like, well, you know, also Zib's got a little day-to-day injury. So, you know, like probably getting a little more playing time up is definitely benefiting Heedle. Yeah. I think, I think the writings on the wall, as far as what could naturally happen, I could also see a world where Trocek just like holds on to it. But I think that that's kind of the, the intention behind the commitment to him is that you have a guy that can always be your number two intro check that can also slide down to the third spot. I just feel like that's what's going to happen. Also, like that game really showed to me that we really can't lose anybody on defense. Obviously, but I, other than Schneider playing in that game, like, you know, like didn't really look like Jones really didn't stand out to me. Like I said earlier, mentioning Harper, like, you know, just kind of like stick checking that guy and letting him just walk right into the crease like that really didn't help us so like hopefully down the like down the road this year injuries on defense is not going to be a problem because to me foreshadowing was there that we're not really deep there and like i said earlier on the show the bruins like obviously they were getting held back by like some of those older guys that retired that year but like you know some of those younger guys that were scoring was like you know johnny beecher was a 30th overall pick in 2019 and like he's a center you know obviously he's been playing down with the Providence Bruins so like he's gonna start getting time like you know you can see how like the older talent in the NHL like sometimes holds back like 
younger teams, like younger prospects. And I'm hoping for us going forward that we'll see like a nice bridge this year with LaViolette. You want to see them get time. It's hard where where we're at. I feel like we we talk about this a lot about how it feels like the players that we do have almost limit the amount of time that some of these young guys can get. But, you know, this could kind of be a fantastic opportunity for the Bruins to kind of retool on the fly without having to go through that rebuild commitment because it seems like they've been kind of like, you know, holding on to some of these more blue chip guys that they have knowing that maybe knowing that this was going to happen with their, uh, the moving on of Krejci and, you know, Marchand now obviously is the captain having Bergeron moved, moved on. So this, it's like a whole new, whole new identity for them. Like, you know, especially like thinking about who Marchand is as a character, like, is that who they are going forward? You know, (laughs) I think you have to give it to him. I don't think there's another guy, maybe McAvoy. Like, I don't know who else like sticks out as a, as a guy you could put, give that to. But I mean, I, I think I read, or heard that there was 30 mil in cap for them next season. I mean, they could go out and do some crazy things and, you know, remain relevant having never really had gone through that. Also, they have, they have talent. Like you said, like a retool, like obviously the shutout by Brandon Bussey, like he's been in the organization for a while now. Like he was in the AHL all-star game last year. And, you know, he's in like a similar position where he's got Swayman and Olmark, like coming off of Vesna season. Like, where's he getting playing time? Or does that give the Bruins an opportunity to like trade Swayman away? Cause obviously we you know Swayman could go be anywhere like a starter, you know, look, you put on thinking about last week's episode, you put on um, Swayman on the hurricanes. Like you're a little bit more scared of the hurricanes now. So like they could deal that midway through the season and, you know, bring up Bussy and they're, probably would be okay right well think about like to compare it to your jets struggles right now it's like there's not a lot of starters out there but there's a lot of like you know one b's maybe that you could give a shot to and maybe not even ones that you'd be confident in but i think swayman could be you know in in hockey terms he could be your number one guy on a team that's (laughs) kind of struggling out of the gate or maybe a team that doesn't really put that much stock into goalies like we've discussed in the past with certain teams it just kind of feels like you can get away with that and you know well he's like a Derek Derek Carr Jimmy Garoppolo type player for like a court like you know fill him in and he's going to do the job and I I think that that's kind of where we've seen the Rangers goalies end up going to is like Rontas and the Talbots and the Gorgievs that end up just kind of like becoming a starter because we've kind of had that position locked up for so long, like you're saying. So, I mean, Olmark could kind of stick around. They could end up getting rid of Swayman and then, you know, call this guy up. Yeah, I guess you got to applaud the organization for somehow kind of pulling this off seemingly at like a perfect They time seem because, to always have trade yeah. assets and make trades at the deadline that only benefit them. They Good organizations do. Like, you know, you let Bruce Cassidy go yeah. and just to get Jim Montgomery, like, and, you know, like you're just even better. Yeah, it's crazy because also they've had their moments too. Like we we talk about Drury a lot, obviously. You know, they got rid of Sagan at a time where they probably regret it. You know, they they kind of get... Looking at what he did after, like you could could say that easily, you know? Right. You know, Taylor Hall could have probably been a better player for them. But I mean... Like they didn't even get hurt that burned on the Rick Nash trade. And like, I don't know if it has to do with an original six or always putting up a good team. They always seem to acquire people that want to come to play with for them, you know? Yeah, and they have a strong, I mean, 
they have a strong core. Obviously, their goalie was the best goalie in the league last year. Well, it's interesting to see where they'll end up because for whatever reason, nothing with the Bruins would surprise me anywhere from first to fifth place in the Atlantic because they're never going to replicate what they did last year. They're maybe going to hit first place. That would be like probably the longest shot of all of them. Second, wouldn't really surprise me to think about the teams that are in the division with them. You know, Florida's probably going to bounce back and have like a good season, maybe finish fourth or third or, or something like that. You can't count the bolts out. And the Red know, Wings, when are the the Red Wings got to be ready soon, right? It's been years schooling. Right. I mean, the Leafs probably finish first. No, you know, like if I had to. I would go, I would go Leafs, Lightning, Bruins, Red Wings, Panthers. You don't have the, the Panthers coming back this, this season and having a good a good year after the year they had last season? I, I, I think it was a good year, but and I think they have a good team, and they kind of do similar. They get a lot of free agents that come down them, and you know maybe the luxury tax helps out with that, but um, I just don't see it. Like, you know, for them, like, I really, there's too much talent there, and like I said, I think the Red Wings are going to be like that sneaky team that kind of gets in there. They got the leadership from Larkin, and, you know, Bertuzzi's great player. And they just keep Andrew Cop over there. Like they, they just keep acquiring talent. Getting Debrinket is going to be big for them. He didn't really want to be in Ottawa, and he wants to be in Detroit. So th- that being said, I think they're going to want him more and will themselves in there over the Panthers. And yeah, who does I mean, they, who says to Chuck's healthy after that? Still, like wasn't that his hip and stuff? We know how those take. Yeah, he also had a, a parent sternum injury as well, or crack. Both, both ser- yeah, both serious injuries that take a while. When you make a big trade like that, you know, you kind of le- got to let the ripple effect happen first and kind of, you know, trading over that long time piece for to Chuck. You got to see what you have left and, you know, obviously still get younger and still build build from within. Yeah. And their their goalie situation is going to be interesting to to look at this next season because we've seen Bobrovsky struggle a lot lately. Um, he has obviously a tremendous run in the playoffs but i just don't think they have enough superstars power like they have a lot of good b minus c plus pieces like you you read off like tichelk obviously great barkov montour bravosky brighagi eklab spencer knight reinhardt cousins like ekman larson like sam bennett they have pieces but i just don't you know almost the same thing with us but a tier lower like I feel like we're still one super, super star away piece from where we need to be. Obviously, we're hoping that comes from the youth, but like I I just don't see it on the Panthers roster. But I could be 100% wrong, you know, looking at what they did last year. Yeah, getting back to what you said about Heedle, for whatever reason, I, I do see this as his year to kind of blossom a little bit. Almost, you know, reminds me of like a Barzell. Like he's, I feel like, more confident especially moving into the season, handling the puck in tight. He has a shoot first mentality. Like you mentioned, he was all over the place in shots. Um, and we saw it a lot more last season where he got on those long streaks of scoring because he's starting to be more confident and he can really burn you with that speed um, that he possesses and his chemistry that he's starting to form with not only the kids, but hopefully that's that spreads to, you know, some of these more touted guys like, a Panarin or somebody that could just put the puck on his stick is, I mean, we've seen Panarin set those plays up where the person on the other end couldn't finish it. And you got, you know, what seems like to me a match that's perfect for <laughs> a guy like Heedle to take full advantage of that. And it, it looks like 
least from the early signs that Kreider is going to stick around with Mika. You heard Mika kind of joking about, you know, they always try something different. And, you know, what always happens is that he finds his way back with Kreider. It's just, you know, obvious it's the, it's the bread and butter thing to do, but it's like the, the no brainer thing to do for sure. But, well, I'm going to roll a hypothetical off you here. All right. You know, obviously Mika Zibanejad is older, you know, he's only missed one game in the last three seasons, I believe, because of injury. You know, I think a couple were for personal. If he had an injury, would you rather slide Trocheck up or would you obviously put Phil Pedel there? Because for me, it would be a no brainer to put Phil Pedel there because I feel like that first line would lose that explosiveness. And like we would kind of form a new identity if Trocheck was up there. Kind of like, you know, I, I feel like Hito plays more of an explosive role similar to Mika, but I just wanted to know what, what would your thoughts be on that? And not hoping Mika obviously has an injury, but, you know, he's got a right. kid this year. He's not getting enough sleep. We all know. <laughs> Joe's speaking from experience. You know, <laughs> like fully, you know, not wishing anything on anyone, not trying to put that voodoo out there. But if that were to happen, I don't think there's anybody more equipped to do that than Philip Heedle, to your point. I mean, I feel like Gallant would have slid Trocheck up, but like, maybe. I feel like Laviolette would see that and slide Heedle up there. Yeah, I think I think the most amount of sense you can make of it is like Kako, Heedle, Panarin as your top line, and then second line like Kreider, Trocheck, Laugh maybe is your your best option or Wheeler if if that were to be in in a world where we're missing Mika, but I don't think there's anyone else that can keep up, especially the like the power play time that he that he occupies. I feel like Heedle would be best equipped to to kind of handle that but obviously i hope that we never have to deal with that that would be a nightmare you know but and to be honest like we've seen mika like you know people a couple years ago fans were on him about some slumping periods but i feel like last year mika was pretty consistent there you know everyone kept doing it every month was mika mika october mika november mika december you know well i think he is really streaky and it's hard to like when you're judging players based off of statistics and you know there there's evidence to to back the idea that Mika's a top you know 15 or whatever you want to call him for one of the best centers in the league I think one thing that isn't factored into the statistics is like the consistency that that happens and we talk about it not only with the line combinations but just the production overall the the story of the Rangers seems to be like a crazy amount of inconsistency where we get elite (laughs) level play from almost every player but not on an every night basis and there were nights where it's so funny you say that because i was just going to bring up that do you feel we don't have like a consistent all-star every night that comes in day in and day out (laughs) you know someone always is missing it feels like from from the party and it's it comes and goes like sometimes it's panarin and sometimes it's Kreider. It, it just and then what's even funnier to that is then there's the nights where we have six goals don't need it and we just look like it, it, and stop. it's it's at our lowest point as fans. We're like, I, I just I'm ready to turn this like game off if it goes the wrong way in the first like and they just somehow pull one of those. So that brings me to my next question. So, you know, let's another terrible hypothetical. Let's get them out of the way. What if the Rangers miss the playoffs this year? And they're not like on the knocking on the doorstep where it's like, you know, they get inched out by the Islanders or the Pens. Like we're talking like they were 10 games out. Like, are we going to see uh, 
big time player like switch up this year after that, you think? I think missing the playoffs would mean the end of Chris Drury's time with the Rangers. I feel like Dolan is hands off enough with hockey that I think he would look at it like any business person would, you know, all things considered, we were on an arc, things were doing well, things started not being so good, and then they went to as worse as they've been in in a long time. And I think that from a business standpoint, that would be the most logical decision. I think Laviolette, unless something crazy happened, would probably keep on to his job. But who's to say if a new GM came in and, you know, wanted to to stir things up? I'm not really like too hip now that we've locked up our coach, like who is really available or or what that would even look like. But I mean, I, I can't see Drury sticking around if we don't make the playoffs. So he would be the first fish to go. And then if you had to pick a player, who would be the next like big domino to fall? Well, well, he has to, because I mean, we've seen this happen. I think a little too much for comfort over the last few years where it's, it's quick. Usually it happens. It seems like right as, the season ends, they, you know, they kind of set, go their separate ways and cut ties with, with people. I think after that, whoever comes in has to kind of look at the list the same way we do, like who's on the untouchable list. And that's probably like Fox and Igor. And, you know, probably one of the kids gets traded. Some contracts got to get bought out, probably Truba. You know, I, I would say heads roll for sure, because there, it's still, it kind of reminds me, like we've been talking about a lot of teams that are, like right there, it's like it kind of reminds me of the Bruins. Like there's pieces. You, I don't think you can fully strip it. I don't think you can sell that to the fan base. Even you'd have to, you'd have to strip it, or you'd have to sell it as like we're going to be good next year. Don't worry. You know, like this is just going to take a second because like this, the potential. I was thinking about this the other day because a friend of mine and I were talking. And like I always love comparing it to other sports but it's like imagine if there were any other sport and you're like we have a top three if not number one but let's call him top three quarterback let's just say it's igor as goalie or whatever for sure in the league you're like all right sounds like a good basis to a team and then you're like i have also a top three wide receiver in adam Adam and i even have a top five tight end in Artemi Panarin and I have a top 15 you can maybe even call him a top 10 running back in Mika and you're like I don't see why this team could but it's like but it's the Miami Dolphins you're like uh how'd you how'd you not how'd you not win it won't because there's other teams that just have a better team and it's hard it's hard to it's hard to really translate that like why aren't the Rangers good you know so I mean I I, I know and it seems like you know obviously we had Rob on last week and he just wanted to know, like, what is your thoughts on this? Like, what <laughs> do Rangers fans feel about this? And I thought it was totally valid. And some, like, you know, obviously the league is, like, secretly laughing at us. You know, obviously some teams were unhappy that we got that number one pick of Alexi Lafreniere. But hopefully it turns out okay. I got another question for you. So, you know, comparing sports to each other, we got the NHL and the NFL. Obviously, different tax brackets for sure. But, you know, did you see our boy Travis Kelsey, you know, getting T-Swifty to come to the game? Could an NHL player pull such an A-lister? My wife was saying, 
you know, that she was sick of hearing about it. And I was thinking about like, imagine if it were anything else, like it's one of the best in their positions and it's easily the most popular artist right now. You know, this is, this is kind of like, she's, I was just about to say, she's got to be the most popular celebrity. Like every right, stadium right. tour is sold out. Like, and the chiefs, you got to give it to the chiefs Two, three Super Bowl appearances, two wins in the last five years. This is my first year watching football. And I feel like I finally get your pain, man, as a Jets fan. Because it well, feels it, just like you, it's the same year as last year. Like, so, like, if we got the same Rangers year where, like, let's say Quick wasn't delivering like Halak was at the beginning of last year, <laughs> and, you know, Blake Wheeler wasn't working out, Cackle wasn't working out, LaViolette was feeling the pressure. That's basically what we're living with the Jets here. Like, <laughs> obviously, like, we wanted Zach Wilson to be the guy last year, but now we're going forward and we see it's the same thing as last year. Like the score was close because we have a good team around us, but like we don't have that goalie. We don't have that quarterback. Yeah. The, it was really cool watching how good the defense was and how many opportunities. And it's so hard to think that a, a better quarterback wouldn't just make this team really fun to watch because the defense kept, you guys in the game and if the defense could get off it's like when adam fox has those like giant nights of time and you're like 50 minutes like it's insane like get off the ice like rest up like that's the same thing like yeah just because the defense is keeping us in doesn't mean we're not like making them like wear down in the for like you know later in the season they might be worn out more right and it's crazy how like long some of those possessions were where if you had a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's like a master clock manipulator, that you could really see this team staying within one touchdown the entire game, essentially, and making it that every game is a game that you can win, which is, it's just it like having a totally a different game, like with the rain yesterday, but like there was throws that I knew Rodgers, even like one of those, B player quarterbacks fill in like I mentioned before would have been better than Zach what Zach Wilson he was missing reads it's kind of like watching laugh where like you know like he's just not up with the game time like the speed was so much faster where he was missing the crossing route across or something the long slant yeah I guess um as a Jets fan do you do you wish a guy like Carr or you know even like a a backup kind of guy like Gardner Minshew or like some do you wish that they made some other effort to cover their bases? I wish they brought in somebody kind of like a Gardner Minshew because I, I watched him will his way and win that game. Obviously, like Derek Carr is already hurt. You know, like he has something wrong with him. And Jimmy G got hurt. So those were not good options. And those were like the big fish of free agency. So it's kind of hard to acquire like a Gardner Minshew and stuff and not overpay. And especially when he looked like you had Wilson as number two. You weren't going to pay Gardner Minshew second second string quarterback money when you had Wilson there, who's still on his high rookie contract because he was a high pick. So I I, I think now is the time when you need to bring somebody in. But I don't. I wish we did, but I I just don't think it was the right time. I understand, but definitely is the time now to bring in like one of those veteran quarterbacks in. Yeah, and it's tough too when you don't you know, draft a guy that you can kind of just have ready to go. Um, it's kind of like the position that the Rangers are in is that, you know, well, Sam Darnold and 
Zach Wilson. So it's like if Kako and Laugh don't work out, it's a similar situation. Right. Well, we see it time and time again that, you know, you you don't draft for positional need. You draft for the, the guy that is supposed to be the best guy available. But that's something I, I thought about the other day that I, I, I guess in, in conclusion about our um, discussion with Rob and what we thought about Laugh and Kako, um, another thought that I had about that conversation was that it's not like these guys weren't consensus picks. It's not like the Rangers went out and just picked some random guy that wasn't supposed to be like that. Was, that was the same thing with Zach Wilson. Like he was next to Trevor Lawrence. He was the next best quarterback that was going to get taken two, three or four by someone else. If it wasn't us. Right. And that is the, the most disheartening is that I can understand. I can understand the frustration and I can understand, you know, where we're at with these guys if we went out on a limb and, and picked somebody that wasn't supposed to be there. But we we really picked the two guys that were supposed to go number one and number two for years leading up to that draft. And that's what's so incredible about it. That's I think maybe what also gives you a little bit of hope because maybe if we if we went out for like a an off the board pick, maybe the fan base would have like completely given up hope. But maybe that's what we're still holding on to is that they you know, somehow still find the form that they, they I hate to bring it back to the Jets, but like, that's what the Jets coach, Robert Sala keeps saying, like, he's our best option. Like, you know, that's out there. So it's, it's kind of tough as a Jets fan to keep watching that. Like at least like laugh and cackle or, you know, back third and fourth line, not that crucial of a cog to like the team's success as much as Zach Wilson is to the Jets. Right. Well, you don't see that. Like, it's not like they can. You know, it's not like he can play like. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why don't you play a little like, bit for a yeah, bit, yeah, couple yeah. snaps, and get in yeah. there? In this spot right now, not only do you have to put him out there, but you have to stomach it if you want this to work out. And it might not work out. It's or like, be able to get somebody that is like, all right, they think they deserve another chance somewhere else like they got to show enough out there right like right and like you said like there's a lot of guys that are not only just off the board that are injured you know it makes it really tough to to go out but man you know i feel for you guys that's definitely we got the islanders next how you feeling about that we hit a broad again trying not to put too much stock in the preseason i feel like we barely even talked about the preseason it's like you know Meaningless. Well, there's not, it's, it's all second stringers. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there wasn't anybody didn't really stand out. Like I said, the only thing that stood out to me is like, we better not get hurt on defense. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to have some real games in front of us, but we got some more preseason to look forward to. As always, look forward to chopping it up with you, brother. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers, man. Thanks, Steve. Cheers.